For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper and you shall eat and be full and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Vision. Vision is so important and I love people who have vision and I can usually tell with a person who has vision and I can tell those who don't have a vision. So if you don't have a vision today, I think that this sermon's for you. Because honestly, we're here because of a vision. We're here because of a vision. Uh, The definition of vision, the active power of seeing, sight. Something seen in a dream. The act and power of imagination. Listen to these scriptures, three scriptures that are all the same scripture, three different version in the area of vision. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And you probably can tell in our culture today that there is no vision because people have cast off restraint. Another translation, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Just watch the news. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Helen Keller said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. You can be blind and still have vision. The guy in the Bible, his name was Blind Bartimaeus, and he actually was blind, but he had vision. Listen to this this story. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when they cried out, that was, uh, and when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, he had a vision, though he was blind. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Here's the vision. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. He had vision, but he couldn't see. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith. Say that with me, your faith. No, tell your neighbor, some of you ain't connected with me right now. Say it with me, your faith. It was his faith. He had great vision, but he was blind. But it was his faith that God saw. And it says, go your way, your faith has made you well. Wow, faith is so powerful. I don't know if you understand the power of your faith. 
And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Everybody here today under my voice, you should have a vision for your personal life. You should have a vision for your family. And you should have a vision which I call the heavenly vision. You should have a church, God, heavenly vision. If you're missing some of that, I think you're missing some life. If you only have a earthly, fleshy vision, like this is my vision. My vision is to make a lot of money and get rich. Well, I think it's very small and very temporal. Because you ain't carrying none of that money with you to heaven. (laughs) Here at the heart, we have a vision. And it's... Today is specifically for those who may be new to the heart because we have a lot of new people that's at the heart. Maybe you've been around and your vision has leaked. I want to let you know right now, vision leaks. But I hope to remind you a little bit to renew your vision, to refresh your vision, or for you to even understand the vision of the heart. T.G. Jake says, if you don't like the way your life is going, redesign it. Redeem the years you lost. Restore your vision. Revive your passion for living. And reclaim what was dormant inside of you. A beautiful thing about having vision, it's a wonderful thing. I love to be around people with vision. Right back there, right in the center of me, right there is Ben Taves and Alicia. God bless you guys. Uh, Senator Ben Taves. I remember he had a vision to be a senator. I'm glad it was his vision, but it was his vision, and I love that it was his vision. And he went around door to door telling people his vision. At one point, with all the billboards up, maybe it looked like he wasn't going to win, but he had a vision, and he shared the vision with people like you and I, and now he's a senator. The power of vision. Vision inspires Vision put hope in the hearts of people. Vision inspires discipline. I have a vision. I want to try to stay in shape, so it inspires discipline in my life. It inspires action. If you don't have action behind your vision, you don't really have a vision. You have a fantasy. Because true vision births action. There's been a lot of action at Heart of the City Church for 17 years. There was a lot of action 17 years ago with a very small group of about 12 adults. It inspires passion. I love to be around people who have a vision. Let me remind you of a couple of things of what the vision is of Heart of the City Church. We feel like the Lord spoke to us. I want you to go there and and impact and gather and reach a tithe of the city. Tithe of the city. Just the other day I was at the gym, and uh, I'd already put my clothes back on, my street clothes, and I felt like, man, I'm supposed to go pass this card out and invite him to the church in the park. I go back through the gym, and I hand a card to one person, and the guy next to him says, what time is that happening? Cool. Awesome. Then I'm walking out. Somebody else is there, and I say, hey, church in the park, and then I'm almost about ready to to leave the gym, uh, uh, and there's a, a, a little lady there, and I invited her to, probably within two minutes, I invited four people to church in the park. Why? Vision. Vision. 
Somebody invited me to church December the 7th, 1986, and it changed my life. Vision, the power of vision. 17 years ago, we felt like, hey, let's go after a tithe of the city. To be honest with you, we've probably, to some degree, reached a tithe of the city. Through our weekend gatherings, sometimes Easter, the sound, thousands of people. Through outreach, single moms, celebration, back to school, fall fest, social media. We've seen thousands come to know Jesus Christ. So honestly, we've probably reached. I think I have a dream more so of reaching where we have a tithe gathering, worshiping Jesus on the weekend. Wouldn't that be cool? By the way, let me give you a sneak preview to back to school. You know, we had back to school for many, many years, and it's formed and changed and did all kinds of things. But next year, we're bringing, this is vision. We're bringing back to school back. And just just think about this just for a moment. In the sanctuary, a backpack in every chair in the sanctuary for kids. Bikes, shoes, haircuts. Well, Jay, are you just talking about a handout? No, I'm talking about a hand up to help struggling flat families in times of inflation. That's for free today. Just Friday, guess what we were doing? A, a group of elders and some of LT, Vision. We're looking at a new campus in Post Falls. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We're believing that if this, we were looking at a place in Catalog, we've looked downtown Coeur d'Alene, but I tell you what, we feel like this could be a God door in Post Falls. And we're just walking through them right now to see what God does. I don't want to throw carrots today. I'm just being honest with you. This place is absolutely dope. It's a beautiful place. Maybe God would want us to expand it, not just to Coeur d'Alene, but how about if he's expanded it to reach a a tithe of the, of the county. It sounds like Jesus to me, nation, going to all the world. Vision. If God's for us, oh, three of you know the rest of the scripture. Praise the Lord. Most famous scripture in the Bible, three of you know. But it wasn't just about a tithe of the city. It was also to bring a dimension of the Holy Spirit. Jail, what does that mean? I don't fully know. Everyone say mystery. How many of you know that mystery is good for you? Mystery is good for us. Vision is mysterious. Vision takes a step of faith. To say, bring a dimension of the Holy Spirit to Coeur d'Alene, I don't fully understand that, but I'm willing to step out of the boat. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. I can tell you practically what it means. It means that we're not orphans. The Holy Spirit is with us. He wants to fill you. He wants to empower you. He wants the fruit of the Holy Spirit working through you. He wants you to be filled with his power and his fire. I got to preach of those in the shade right now, the shady folks. Hey, all you sun folks, say hi to the shady folks. 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know that word comes? It means when he arrives, when he, when he occurs, when he attacks. Some of you have been attacked by the Holy Ghost. From a tithe of the city to the dimension of the Holy Spirit. These are elements of the vision that God has given heart of the city church. We talk about some of the vision all the time. To be a people after God's own heart. Who's ever heard that before? Let's say it together, our motto, to be a people. Let's do it in unity. Here we go. One, two, three. To be a people after God's own heart. Let's hear the shady people say it. Shady people. Beautiful. To know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. People with vision, they want to stink and make a difference. They don't want to be the frozen chosen. I'm believing that God's birth and vision in your heart today for those who have been kind of just chilling. God wants to do something in your heart. Many years ago, something happened in my heart. I had worked water line, laying water line. Man, I'd pump gas in a grocery store. You know, grocery stores used to do that. I don't know if you remember that. Can, putting cans up. I was a contractor, general contractor, paying. I managed a gym, trained people. But then there was something deep in my heart that, man, that stuff was kind of temporary for me. It didn't fully hold. It didn't engage me because I wanted to have an eternal heavenly call. God began to do that in my heart. Every one of us can have a heavenly eternal vision today. Not, not just a temporary worldly vision, but grasp the heavenly vision. This is what Paul said. Check this out in, in Acts 16, uh, 26, 19. He says, therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Say that with me, heavenly vision. He had a heavenly vision. He had a temporal vision. He made tents. But he also was a soul winner. There's people, we have a lot of real estate agents in our church. It's a good thing. But share the real estate when you're sharing about the real estate. That's what I'm talking about today. Having a dual vision. You can be used by God to see his life's changed. Now marriage has changed, destiny's birth. Not for a hundred years, for eternity. If you catch a hold of it, listen to me. The heavenly vision. The heavenly vision. I encourage you to sign up today for a dual vision enrollment. Anybody ever heard of someone going to school? They were going to school and college at the same time. Dual vision or dual enrollment. There's not a person here that God doesn't want you to have a dual enrollment when it comes to your vision. In the Old Testament, you either were a priest or a king. Single. In the New Testament, you can be a priest and a king. Someone say dual enrollment. You can be a priest and a king. 
You don't have to just choose one. You can do both. You know, Stephen, how many of you know our, our pastor, Stephen? Where are you at, Pastor Stephen? Noel? Everyone look at him, wave at him. I'm, can I pick on you for a minute? Stephen has a dual citizenship. He's born in Canada, eh? But he was made in America. Dual citizenship. All of us have a dual citizenship. You may have been born in America or Canada or Mexico or Europe or wherever you were born, but I want to let you know my citizenship is in the heaven. My vision just doesn't belong here on earth, church. Don't just have an earthly, worldly, fleshy vision. God wants you to have a heavenly vision. Dual enroll today. You can do great things here on earth, but God wants you to also plan for the future of reaching people where you're at every day for Jesus Christ and heaven and the heavenly call. Can you imagine if we all actually called a dual enrollment, the impact we would have? You're in your banker chair but you actually say, hey, can I pray for you? You're a doctor. Well, I know you're a doctor. I save people. But everybody you save, doctor, is going to die. Wouldn't it be powerful if you lay hands on them and say, hey, I can only do so much. A school teacher sharing beautiful vision in their classroom about eternity. Working on that car and then start mechanicking on the hearts of a man or a woman waiting on their car. Dual enrollment. I pray that you would catch that vision today. I tell you somebody, a couple of people that's good at it. Bobby Carmody, would you wave at me? Bobby's really good at this. If you don't know Bobby, he is a real estate agent. I'm kind of picking on real estate agents today. He's done many things. I've known Bobby for many years. But I tell you what, as he is a real estate agent, feel me, he is definitely a dual citizen because he puts tons of time, effort, and resources into the kingdom of God. Somebody say dual. That's one person. Let me give you the reverse role, and she doesn't know I'm doing this. The reverse role, because he's secular that, that goes into the world. My wife... She's a pastor of the church, but her reverse role is that, man, she speaks at women's conferences in the city, speaks to women everywhere in the city. She's parts of group of women that doesn't come to heart of the city church. She writes for the newspaper, Living Well. She's written two books to touch people who are outside of the kingdom of God. Dual citizenship. Would you catch a vision today? Your vision is so stinking small if all you do is live day to day for yourself and your own little family. Very small. Very empty. Shady people. God wants you to have a heavenly vision. Three people over there excited. God wants you to have a heavenly vision. People in the pavilion. People in the pavilion that don't think I know that you're back there. He wants you to have a heavenly vision. 
Not just living for today. Not just living for your 50 or 60 or 80. Maybe you're the oldest person on the earth and you live 113 years. So what? How many people are going to be in heaven because of you? A heavenly vision. God wants to give you a heavenly vision today. I don't care. What if you... So what? You're the greatest, fittest person on the, on the face of the earth. You have uh, 3% body fat, and you can run 112 miles. Guess what? You're going to die. You're going to die. And you're going to be faced with eternity. Grasp it today. If you're not careful, your job career can be all-consuming. It can be all about money and stuff and pleasure-seeking. Pleasure-seeking. Next vacation. And I like pleasure. And I like going on vacation. But I've come back burnout from vacation worse than I got to get back to work so I can get some time. It's not just about pleasure. It's not just about here. It's not just about vacation. It's not just about your your, your money roll. It's about having a heavenly vision. Those things will leave you empty. Will never fill the void unless you have a dual enroll heavenly vision. Let me give you some dual enrolls, prove, prove to you in the Bible that this really is so. Paul reached nations. He wrote Bible books. But he made tents along with Priscilla and Aquila who equipped the saints with the Holy Spirit. Dual enrollment. Say that with me, dual enrollment. Oh, oh go, just give me a little passion today. Come on. Dual, I know you're hot. Come on. Dual enrollment. Jesus saved the world and yet he was a carpenter. Jesus had a dual enrollment. He was God and he was man. Peter, 3,000 people got saved when he preached, but I guarantee you Peter caught thousands of fish. He had a dual enrollment. Our vision is different than the world's. We actually believe in an invisible vision. God is invisible. The Holy Spirit's invisible. We preach an invisible gospel about an invisible heaven, an invisible Savior, an invisible Lord. But I want to let you know today, the world looks to those things that are visible for answers. Let me get, I, I, I need some more pills. I, 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 I need more of this. When the answer, listen, is invisible. Let me give you a, a, a quick list of problems in the earth today and then give you the answer. You ready for this? Maybe some of the problems you have. Let me give you the answer. Here we go. Uh, identity crisis. It's a big problem. It's a big challenge today. How many of you would agree? Identity crisis. Here's the answer. When you know who you are in Jesus Christ, all those things are solved. So the, the challenge is identity Christ. The answer is Jesus. Say that with me, the answer, Jesus. 
Shady people, will you say, the answer is Jesus? Good. Here's the problem, broken families. Can I give you the answer? His name is Jesus. Addiction. I got to be in uh, lockdown for 22,000 years before I'm going to get free. I, I, I got the answer for you today. His name is Jesus. I've been there. That doesn't mean that you don't go through rehab and do what you need to do, but you don't have to do it forever. Hopelessness, suicide, self-hatred. Can somebody tell me the answer? How about fear and anxiety? The answer. How about sex slavery? If you see right now the number one movie playing, blowing Indiana Jones out of the water, equipping Christians the freedom of sound or the sound of freedom. Come on, somebody. If you haven't went and seen that, you need to see that. Disney wouldn't take them. I'm saying praise the Lord. We don't need Disney. We need Jesus. And the sound of freedom is kicking butt all over the theaters. Shady people, you should check it out. Human sacrifice. What's the answer? We're doing human sacrifice today? Well, yeah, 60 million children being aborted. You better believe it. We just do it in a sterile room and make it look nice and don't call it murder. We call it abortion. Jesus has the answer for death. His name is Jesus. <laughs> if a person is born again, they don't see death. Our vision is not based on what we see. It's not based on the economy. It's not based on political party. It's not based on a budget. It's invisible vision. That vision is spelled Jesus by faith. Listen to this beautiful. You want to you know a victorious scripture for you this morning? Listen to this scripture, 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith, your faith. I'm almost, I'm almost done. I want you to hear the story. One time, God allowed two people to actually see into what I would call the third heaven or the spiritual dimension to be able to actually see the invisible vision. Elijah was a prophet, and he had a servant. And Elijah could hear what the king, generals, and so forth was going to do. And so they went, and they surrounded Elijah and his servant. And Elijah and servant, they're, they're asleep, but the servant's not. The servant wakes up, and he looks out, and they're completely surrounded, completely surrounded with people. Just two. Everyone say just two. Can I just say something? Two plus Jesus is the majority. If you have Jesus, listen to the story. So the servant wakes up and he's freaking out. We're surrounded by the enemy. And God says, I'm going to let them see 
the invisible vision. It's always here. You just can't see it. Listen to what takes place, 2 Kings 6, 16 and 17. So he answered, do not fear. Now this is Elijah talking to his servant. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you imagine what the servant thought? Hey, Elijah, you must be eating some really bad mushrooms or fish right now. Because if you look about, there's two of us and there's thousands of them. Look what Elisha says. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. Do you know that it's like that today? Do you know that we're surrounded with God today? Do you know there's more for us than against us today? Show us, Jay. I can. God can. But we look at that, we look at the invisible, we don't look at the visible. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are unseen are eternal. Would you today consider taking a dual enrollment? There's Zach walking across there right there. Hi, Zach. Zach, before I got up, I was walking over to get a coffee, and he says, Hey, J.L., we were just telling somebody in, in the park about coming to church in the park. Why? Because he, he understands a dual enrollment. He understands a dual citizenship. My citizenship just isn't here on earth. I love the song. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. Can you imagine? That's probably what Elijah and his servant was thinking. But they realized that they were surrounded by God. Let me say this in closing. I was thinking about this and I asked the office to give me this information because you do things, a lot of you do things every week in a natural sense of giving tithes and offerings and your generosity. But those Ties and offerings, like my wife was saying earlier, allows us to do these types of things. But check this out right here. What those things that you do by faith, because you have a vision to reach the world and to build the church, look what it's done this past physical year. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Almost done. We helped 44 families with rent this past physical year. 44 families because of your generosity. We helped 35 families with utilities because of your generosity. All because you have a vision. You have a vision to build, 
We help people travel. We help people with counseling. We help people with hotel. Come on, because you have a vision. The power of vision, not just on earth, but having a heavenly vision, each one of us. Jesus had the great vision, and that's why we're here today, because he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And because people have gotten a hold of that vision, that that heavenly vision and calling, we're here today. I want to share this with you in closing. I can look at some of your faces and go, well, they're hot. I get that, naturally. But also I can look in people's eyes and go, they don't really have a vision. And they really don't believe what you're saying, J.O. That somehow vision and to do great things and allow God to use you is not for you. And I feel like the, the Lord gave me a word for you today. For those who say, well, I'm the least of the least. I'm the weakest of the weakest. J.O., I'm not going to preach like you. I'm not going to have a dual vision. I'm just going to live in my little house like a hermit. And that's pretty much all you're going to get out. I felt like I had a word for you. The same word for you that feel like you can't get anything done and you don't have a heavenly vision. I feel like God wouldn't use you. I feel like the Lord spoke to me the same word that I gave Gideon. I want to give you today. He wants to give this word to you today who feel like shady people you could never have a heavenly vision or have a dual citizenship or be used mightily by God because you feel the weakest or the leakest. Listen to the vision. Listen to the word. Listen to me real good. Listen to what God spoke to Gideon. Gideon said, hey, I'm the weakest of the clans. My clans is the weakest. Man, I'm hiding from the enemy, full of fear. This is what God spoke to Gideon. Then the angel of God appeared to him and said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. Four or five of you are going to grab that today. But it only takes four or five to change the world. It only takes a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It only takes a few to understand, oh, mighty warrior, God is with you. Stand to your feet. Vision. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like that Gideon dude. Can y'all go with me? Can the worship team go with me and not just play elevator music for a minute? Will you go with me? You ready? You go with me? You, you need to hear this. I've been saying it for 20 years and I'm going to declare it over you today. You ready? You ready? You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better. Come on, Gideons. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do. Yeah, you're so, go with me, Aslan. Go with me, Seth. Ha, ha, ha. 
you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right you're somewhere in the future and you look much better shady people you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right you're somewhere in the future and you look ladies here we go you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now you're somewhere in the future Thank you. But that's what vision is. Let me pray for you. I lift up every person at Heart of the City Church. Thank you for our shady people. Thank you for left field, right field, center field. Thank you for catcher's mitt. Thank you for the infielders. God, I pray that you would today, for those who are struggling in life, you would birth a heavenly vision in them this moment. A dual citizenship, a dual enrollment, God. That you have so much more for them than just surviving day to day. God, birth it now that they are truly somewhere in the future and they look much better than they do right now.